this is Katie, and thank you for joining me on the My Senses, My Space podcast. And today I wanted to talk about critical thinking wins. And when I'm talking about critical thinking, I'm talking about the space that you are creating in order for you to mentally process through a conversation or a topic. It can be when you are with someone or thinking about it yourself before you react. So as we've seen a lot on social media and with even in our families, um, a lot of important issues have come up over the last many, many years. And there can be times where we are kind of confronted as in approached, not, it can be confronted by a person or it can be like something we're just consuming on social media that we kind of takes us aback that we are, um, it's usually something we haven't really thought about. And in those moments, it can be really easy to fall back on our, only our lived experience. Like that's the only thing, um, that we can compare it to at that moment. And so we don't create a pause in there to process anything. And we initially like just say, well, this is how it is for me. Um, and I don't think that's true, or I think that's totally true. And you know, whatever the response is, have we allowed enough time to actually kind of process those thoughts? So with most things, I, I try to take some time to ingest it, to mull it over, to try to think about it from multiple viewpoints. And it may be that we don't have enough information right at that moment. So how do we acquire more information? This is a time to get curious about things. So instead of being really reactive, how can we get curious about the subject matter that maybe we don't know enough about? And you can always use the same technique if you have reacted and someone responds back of like, wait, 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 I don't think you quite understand what's going on here. And you can say in that moment, maybe that's true. Maybe I need to gather some more information and get back to you. And you can say, look, I would love to have this conversation at another time. Um, and even <laughs> in comments on social media, just say, you're making me think I would love to get back to you. You know, when we take this time, when we start to get a little curious and pull in some knowledge, we can read books, we can listen to podcasts, we can do some research, we can ask other people who we really trust to give us more information as well to say, you know what, I don't know about this can and lean on your trusted friends and partners and family members, and then come back to the person that you're having the conversation with. Um, like having that time to, to investigate and really ponder what, what is it that, um, I can learn here? What is it that I can stretch myself and question maybe something that I held deep in my heart to go, maybe I was wrong. That's like one of the hardest things for all of us to say. Maybe I was wrong. 
And because of that, because when you do say that, there's a huge vulnerability there. There's this huge need to try to protect that phrase. And so if you are yourself or hearing from someone, well, you made me think. I, that's so much more comfortable to say and to communicate to someone. So whether you're on the giving or receiving side of a conversation, I would celebrate that <laughs> because if I heard from someone, oh, you made me think, you made me kind of really like dig into that or yeah, I'm really pondering about that. I'm going to have to get back to you or whatever. That's, that's a win. That is like, um, they aren't instantly going to defensive of, no, I'm right. And how could I possibly get this wrong? So that's like the binary of like right or wrong. And so many of these situations in life are so nuanced and gray, and we need to understand all those and how, so if your immediate reaction or thought about a particular subject is there's a yes or no, that there's a binary, that there is a right or wrong. It usually is an invitation to go a little deeper. And how do you go a little deeper? You take time to investigate, to read, to understand it a lot better because there's so many lived experiences that we still haven't heard of. There are so many situations we have yet to learn about. So instead of just having these arguments of like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. There needs to be a pause. There needs to be this time where we can think critically to think through and go, wait, there is a facet of this I've never even thought of. And it's okay to change your mind. So that's another huge wind. If I hear from somebody that they've kind of changed their mind not even like a hundred percent to my side. Again, I'm putting air quotes up because once you start just taking sides, trying to like do a check of like, is someone falling in line with this particular, um, argument or topic? Is that because they're playing on a team or is it because they've looked at their own values and made a judgment for themselves? So that can be very hard and complicated, but with all the influx of information coming at us these days, it has just ramped up over the years, right? It's gone from before the internet, before like things would occur in newspapers up until now. Like I'm not even talking about the ramp up of each one of those to like, there is just so much coming at us that people can definitely go, I can't understand all of this. So I'm just going to simplify it and follow people in front of me. I don't have time to like really understand and um, take in all of this nuance. It's just too much for me. And so helping them slowly kind of be introduced to things to go, oh, well, you know, we're not going to dig into the whole thing right now, but I just want to give you a little nugget to think about because I think what you're saying is actually this instead of how you mean it to be. Um, maybe they're stuck on a morality issue when it's actually more factual based of like, 
you may think it's moral to do this, but if you look at the information, it's actually hurting a lot of people. And there also are a lot of people who just enjoy debating. Like I think back to the debate team in high school there, when you are given a topic and there can just be this mental fun and joy with debating a thing you don't believe in by playing devil's advocate, by thinking about like, well, I'm going to argue the opposite way just because I love that feeling of having a debate. And I think a lot of this happens on TV with pundits and stuff. Like there is an enjoyment of the debate and the mental gymnastics that they go through. It's not necessarily Uh, I mean, a lot of times they can really believe that stuff, but a lot of times there's like this other half of them that they're not showing that they actually don't believe in it. But the, the fact that their voice is very loud and getting out to thousands and millions of people does have an effect. Like there is a consequence to that, even if they are thinking of it as like fun and games. So, you know, like with so many people listening and going, okay, I'm just going to follow somebody because this is so complicated. I'm just going to go with them. I'm on their team. I'm just, I have so, so much burnout. I have so much that I can't understand right now. I'm just going to be on a team. Those are the times where if you are friends and family with, um, people who are just in that situation, how can we slowly coax them to just kind of consider, we're not asking them to change their values. We're not asking them to totally shift in a day, but to slowly feed a little bit of information to have them think just a little bit when they can. And then sometimes there's just no budging on it and you can (laughs) release all expectations and move on to other people that you can have conversations with. So I hope that helps a little bit. Um, Let me know what helps you think critically about things and to come back to conversations that you feel really proud about. So thank you for joining me and I'll catch you next time on the My Senses, My Space podcast.